well, if we lead in with the small press thing, then. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, should we do that? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like I say, it was sort of touched on on when you were on 11 o'clock comics, mixing it with the big leagues now. <laughs> yeah, that's me. About um, the UK <laughs> small press scene, and they sort of touched on it. It wasn't a deep conversation. It was just sort of mentioned in passing about small press as a label and whether it's... Yeah, I think it's because the scene in the, in, in the UK is so much different from the States. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it's a real thing over here, and it's more networked because we're much smaller and everyone knows each other, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But the and the cons are kind of for small press these days, with the the benefit of having the odd sort of professional next door to you at a table. You know, yeah, the um, American cons were always well, even cons over here were more professionals and back issues, and it's had to shift because um, there just isn't that need, want, stroke, knowledge about it. You know, so it's sort of become this. I have to yeah, say, I think I'm, they've got to the point where there's no money in it for like yeah. 2018 to rock up to a con anymore yeah and that was that was a big decline i mean i remember dc and marvel being at you know being at ucac and bristol and all these sort of things yeah because um, they sent jimmy over when yeah hush came out didn't they yeah it was a, yeah they was, did a big push on it i was there then yeah stan lee came to ucac you know stan lee came over and did yeah did it he did a ucac oh, yeah. and the, one of the later ones um and then he did it yeah. you know but um no they're too I, rock and roll for cons <laughs> yeah the uh i, I actually i'm actually I don't trust a passion for categorization is the phrase I'm going to use. Right. I, I don't. Um, I think we, we, we ghettoize ourselves. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, and I don't, I don't think there's a need for it. I think especially where some small press comics um, border or so-called small press comics border on the fact that sales wise, they can be in, in competition with some of the smaller professional companies the likes of boom and even black crown i remember looking at some black crown numbers before they folded and uh i know quite a lot of small press comics that sell more than that and i think right. um i think indies are perhaps a way to go i think an indie publisher indie creator that um, was going to be my thing is call, describing ourselves as small press i mean it's got the word small in it is it sort of degrading the art form a little bit it's not so much within the comic community we understand what it means kind of thing but to the outside world, it's a bit like hearing garage band or that sort of thing, isn't it? It's yeah. it's got that small did it at home thing in your head. And I'd say with the printing quality of ninety nine percent of the small press comics now, yeah, they're up to the standards, if not better, in some cases than some of the big publishers. Mm. So, are we uh, sort of? degrading the art form a little bit by describing it as small press or should we learn to embrace small press and i don't know find a way to flip it so that it's more either like you know you have it as so it's like an unofficial uk comics publisher kind of thing but obviously owned by nobody it's just a brand if that i think makes it's sense. yeah i think it's more i think it's more just a shorthand isn't it Really, yeah. Like no, nobody hears. I, I don't think we really hear no press. Uh, sorry, do we hear small press and instantaneously go, oh well, it's it's nothing. I don't. I don't think anybody's doing that. Especially like a lot of people don't really. The sort of wider masses don't really know the term small press. It's only really within this kind of community that people know it. Well, it's I kind of the comics equivalent of self-published, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. Whenever you see somebody on a thing, it's like, oh, yeah, I've had several books out. It's like, oh, we published them. Oh, self published. And you, in, in the back of your mind, there's that little voice that goes, twat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, to the outside comics world, does small press have that label on it? 
it was the music equivalent of needing to get onto a label and yeah. the the comics equivalent is being able to work for a big company um a number of which don't pay anything no um and and a number of which is is a name in it is just a name really um i'm quite happy at the moment to just self-publish we're we're financing our from tribute we're financing the comics we make we're not making much money above and beyond that in fact zero but you know it's, it's allowing us to continue with what we love and i think that's kind of all we're and we're we're happy with that yeah no i don't off. think that we should yeah. all you know seek to be under one label kind of thing but i mean i'd say small press is probably the biggest part of the uk comics industry now between um, potential i'm not necessarily sales wise but creative wise output wise yeah potentially i, I mean i think you've got what rebellion well, probably still got DC Thompson, haven't you? Yep. Yeah. Going to be one of the biggest ones. But then volume of books, um, titles they put out. Yeah. Yeah, but DC can... DC Thompson's are doing loads of other publishing as well. I mean, yeah. it's such the comics section for them now is just such a small entity. It's now more of a, a it's more of a history thing than anything. Yeah. Um, okay, you've got the Beano and stuff, but that's that's about it, you know. Uh, it used to be that DC Thompson's kind of ruled the seas sort of thing, but that's, those days are long gone. Yeah. Um, I think that there's there's the added thing as well of, um, like I was saying there, like the outside looking in. Like, it's all fine and well. We we know all these terms. We, we, we're we saying, like, the small press kind of runs the, the British comic scene, but do, does anybody outside of us really know what the British comic scene is in general? Nah. Like, did, would yeah. any of them be able to rattle off any of them off the top of the, off the top of the head? You know what I mean? Yeah. They even know comics exist these days. Really? Yeah. I think you're right. Well, yeah, that's. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's part of the trouble with mainstream comics is that they're all chasing other media to get into, aren't they? Yeah. The comics are the byproduct yeah, yeah. to get to the TV series or the film or the computer oh, game. I mean, or... I mean, I mean, I know if I mention. That I, I'm going to a Comic Con to see some of my customers or something. The first thing that comes up before anything else, and you know what, what I'm going to say is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's always what, what, what are you dressing up as, and I'm like, I don't dress up. Oh, and then when you say you don't dress up, that. yeah, yeah. But when you say you don't dress up, they're almost like, well, what do you do then? <laughs> like you're almost an even bigger. You know I mean, the, the, yeah. yeah. So Why are you a nonce? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they think. I think they think that Comic Cons are just, you know, just San Diego, nothing else. It's just yeah. the people on the telly that have seen dressing up, and that's it. Um, there's nothing else to it. A bunch of TV and movie people get together, go to a big place in America. They all dress up. They all have a a party and some larping and some shagging, and then that's it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> off, mate. Not allowed to do the shagging. <laughs> a lot of a lot of dead-eyed cosplayers wander around looking for attention, and that's the convention, isn't it? That's what they think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's only really, it's only really within our circles that it's, you know, the 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 words like small press or or uh, us knowing about the the sort of British comic scene or anything really holds any water or weight, and we're all kind of everybody's kind of selling and swapping and everything amongst each other anyway, aren't they? And even, yeah. even, even more so, even probably even more so now um, with everything that's been hit. I mean, everybody's just now 
Ellen. I mean, Kickstarters are literally just being funded by all within the same sort of circles and crowds by the looks of things. That's the problem. I mean, that's what we talk about a lot is getting outside of the bubble um, of the of mm-hmm. the of never mind the, all the different cliques in this country, which I'm sick of to be fair. But the is getting outside of just outside of the country to other countries to try and sell comics in France, sell them in America, sell them in Japan. Um, yeah. And I think you've um, I think we're dead if we don't do that. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I suppose that sort of comes into it with the whole small press thing is does it appeal to the outside world if it's described as small press? Yeah. Do you just want to call yourself, you know, either, which you is know where, British which comics is where, or indie comics or which is where phrases like zines or graphic yeah. novels come from because people, you know, yeah. small press comics and go, well, they're going to be shite. Yeah, you know, I didn't think copies were that good anyway <laughs> because I'm, you know, Joe Public. You know, if there's just some bloke making them in his front room, they're not going to be very good. And yeah, I think you're right. The which that weird I thing, just... isn't it? Of small press, you picture somebody printing off at home and then stapling it, cutting it up and stapling it together in their living room. But you describe it as a zine, and that's exactly what they want. Yeah, but yeah. you'd call yeah. it a comic or a small press comic, and that instant thing of like, no, it'd be but shit. That's... It's just a photocopied it and stapled it together. But that's a university art crowd that of worth that that's now that's now a popular thing for people to do when they go to university is to start up some sort of zine collective or zine fair or something like that i mean don't get me wrong some of them are some of them are great there is there is some genuinely good zine fairs that are out there and people who kind of mix it up a little and there's actual small press stuff in there there's people doing like almost a comic mark type thing and selling long boxes of their old comics there's people selling your arty farty stuff in between as well and selling tote bags and t-shirts and everything but there is a contingent of people that are literally just looking to swap and switch little bits of art from all over the country and get them all together and call it a zine fair you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And really it's just stapled pages of a fucking Argos catalogue or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Everyone fawns over yeah. 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 And then they get advertised quite a lot as well which then sort of people then get that impression of like oh so a, a small press comic thing must be like a wee zine fair or something oh is that not the artsy fartsy crowd so then you're getting another tie on top of it so we're caught in we're caught somewhere in between zines and dressing up like a giant tiger you know what i mean yeah, like yeah it's unbelievable john, john tucker was talking about shake um did you did you watch his twitch yesterday I was actually just catching up on it. I was catching up on it just now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And he did. Um. He's he's long told me this story. We giggle over it. Of a he was at Shake, uh, which is a zine fair kind of thing, quite long standing and a well attended one. Um. And there's right. a, a bloke next to him who had a an out just an outline of a milk bottle, on a on a blue <laughs> or a red background. You know. Um. I, I actually copied it and sent him a picture of a Lenore bottle that I drew around. Yeah. <laughs> very much like uh, that's 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 some unfortunately people think that that's comics now man it's like yeah it's not there's a lot of people out there putting a lot of hard work into comics and knowing what they're doing and learning as they go along and creating some beautiful stuff but um yeah the lights i i hate to, I hate to rag on them but Koya armor press put out absolute nonsense and they charge through the arm for it yeah and i think yeah. we need to yeah it's um it, it, to get back to your main question there, no, small, small press is kind of a shortcut. I say it a lot and I say it all the time and we've got a podcast based on it. But yeah. the um, small press is, to me, it, you're right, Tom, it, it, it comes off as a, um, in my head, uh, the iconography of it is something completely different. I see it as um, 
a DIY, uh, a community, um, um, yeah. an, an individual project, uh, you know, something characterized by something that is not corporate. And I feel I feel like that for it. And I don't mind it too much. Well, no, if we call ourselves that's from, a huge selling point for it. Yeah, I think so. But from an outside point of view, should we be calling ourselves just publishers um, to attract the outside, this outside buying public? Then possibly, yes, I think we should be. Um, or even yeah. even indie publishers comes across as a little bit, you know, ship garden shed. Yeah. Um, but I think just uh, what um, uh, the lady at my offices asked me what I was doing. I said, well, I'll publish some comics. And, and suddenly she thinks, she thinks she thinks I work for Disney. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I said, look, I'll just do a few. We just do it for fun. And, yeah, my main job is this other thing. But I, I do this for the fun. And she said, oh, no, that's really good. I like artistic things. And we got talking. And it, it would never have been if I would said, oh, just small press. She'd have gone, what the stupid is yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, is that something yep. you sell in a boot fair or something? You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> that is, that is, you've, you've hit that on the head though. That is how I explain it. When I say I do, um, like I started doing editing for Fair Spark, when I, when I say that to other people, I do, I say, oh, I, I do a bit of editing for a comics publisher. Yeah. That's all I say. Like, I don't say, oh, at a small, all ages. Like, you don't yeah. get into the minutiae detail. You just say, I do a bit of editing for a, a comics publisher and the interest is peaked. And it, yeah. it kind of goes back to your point there, Stuart. If you do say the word small press in there, you kind of lost them yeah. in a way. It, it maybe does denigrate it. it. It maybe does take it down a notch for, for people that aren't within this community. And and yet, if you were explaining it to somebody else if, that yeah. you know is involved in comics, you would say, oh, I do a bit of small press. Small press, and that's fine. Yeah, I, think, I yeah. think it depends on your audience. It's like the movie thing. If you said, I'll do some homemade mo- movies, people are going to go, well, they fucking sound terrible. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. you know. or they'll start raising an eyebrow. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Or they go like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm, I, I record, I record in the garage. My, you know, I record in my front room. You know, a bit of music. And I think that's going to sound terrible." But you say, "Oh, what, what do you do? I'll publish. You know, I'm a, a musician." They're going to go, "Wow, it's like yeah. that, isn't it?" Yeah. You know. It was well, I mean, a friend of mine. A friend of mine for the longest time uh, made like little independent films, and for the longest time, he used to say to people. Oh, I, I do these kind of mumblecore little films, blah, blah, blah. And he just changed it entirely and started pe- saying to people, I'm a filmmaker. And it completely changed not just his outlook, yeah. but it changed everybody else's outlook on it as well. And he started getting work for loads of other things. He's got his own uh, proper business set up now because he changed that little bit from all oh, about little indie independent filmmaker to just, I'm a filmmaker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, it's what do you do? I mean, thing. I'm not going to say exact numbers, but we're selling well into you know into a good number of hundreds of our new comic. You know, mm-hmm. what does Boom yeah, sell their comics at? What do um, you know? Black Crown was selling some of their comics were selling like 400 at one point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and maybe that's, that's the reason I mean. they closed down. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but they were running as a business rather than a uh... yeah, they had employees and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's there's no the line is blurring now. Uh, there's the top end comics is, you know, the top event comics and stuff are still selling a hundred thousand, but there's a big drop off once you reach about 20 or 30 to sort of quite, quite lower numbers. Um, so it's still an industry, but there's not that many people in this country earning a good living out of it. No. Yeah. And I think to even get to the point like that, you'd need to be able to get into previews and all that sort of thing. If you want to start reaching that thing, I think being in previews, rightly or wrongly adds a legitimacy to people who don't read comics but don't read small press comics because yeah. there's still that divide mm-hmm. within the comics community as well yeah they asked me about that but well they mentioned it not when on the when i was on 11 o'clock but they previously said oh i hadn't seen this in in previews which i found as a compliment 
Yeah. Um, but the, the, cause, cause they didn't quite see the, um, the way it works over here. Cause it's a different environment for them, but yeah. Um, well, what's, yeah. the, what's the, what's the term small press mean in the States really? Cause I mean, they've got small press expo, don't they? They have SPX. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So that's Canada, isn't it? But the, Oh, is it Canada? Canada right. Is okay. it Canada or SPX? I always get confused. No, it's not. It's not Canada, is it? I'm thinking of. No, it's not. I can't That's remember TCAF, now. But... Isn't it? TCAF, I'm thinking of. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um is um well they said, oh, you know, such and such like um um ad house books or someone like that. And I'm thinking, well, they're quite you know, I didn't contradict them. I said, well, they're thinking they're well, they're quite a big publisher, to be fair. Yeah, yeah that's what I've said. Yeah. Um but then hmm. there are guys out there who make their own comics. I've met them and re- reviewed them and I'm friends of them who who do it. Um, but I don't know. There must be, there must be a mix of everything out there. There must be, maybe it's just that they're not, they're not hooked into that scene because there is different. There's definitely a, you get into the scene, isn't there? There's definitely a, you know, it hooks you in a lot of, a lot of comic collectors and, you know, readers in the, in the UK don't know about the scene and don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. I just always often wonder if the term they're self publishing out there as small press or if they just term it as, self-publishing oh i just put some comics you know what i mean um, yeah i i, I have to say it... i've never i've never asked them about that i don't know i've never had that discussion mm. not sure and we've had american guests on but it's not something we've tackled maybe we should do and so how would you describe yourself is a relevant question in these interviews isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's something that is something that's only really kind of reared its head recently with a lot of people like you say t- delving in more to self-publishing um but it's even like, say, when I think of um, the guys on Kayfabe and Jim Rogg's putting out that Octobriana yeah. or whatever, and I'm assuming he's doing that himself if he's getting a Kickstarter. So. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, some of them go to a publisher afterwards, don't they? But I don't know about that one. I've backed that one. Yeah. I must have a look, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I think he's not said anywhere, oh, my small press comic, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If it's if it is providing it is actually being self published and he's not maybe just doing the funding and getting a publisher behind it, but if he's doing it himself, then is he terming that as a small press or a self publish or or what? You know. Yeah, I think you're right, Stu. I think it denigrates us to a certain extent. I think it it um, drops us down. We're being self deprecating around using it almost, aren't we? I think we just said I publish yeah. comics, bring it on. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's the other yeah. thing. When do you stop considering yourself to be small press? So say tribute got to the point of say like. K-Power or something like that. No, not K-Power. Um, yeah, say you got to that point. What? When do you stop describing yourself as small press? Even if you like print in, yeah, well, we're, tens of once, thousands of copies and selling them. Once we still get doing the, it yourself, uh, you know, once the movie deal kicks in and we we're on the back of that yacht, <laughs> you're in cans with. I'm going to say it's got to be more than six hookers to be. <laughs> that's my. That's my. You know. As soon as we can afford six fix hookers and the um, you know the narcotics and the hot tub and the champagne, I think I think then I'll stop considering myself small press. <laughs> no, but seriously, I don't know. To be fair, I don't know, and I've I've often thought about it. That. Seems to go small press, then you can call yourself indie comics, doesn't it? Yeah. So like, like an dark horse are always considered indie comics, and image are always considered. But if you look at it, they're pretty. Yeah, I think I think well. Nobra are an indie publisher. Yeah. Dark Horse, maybe not so much now. They've lost everything to Disney, but yeah, <laughs> bastards. Yeah, I think I think indie uh, publishers. I think you've got to have a business. If you've got a business, a registered business and stuff like that, I think that's almost like a boundary for me. You have got to start calling yourself a business. You know, if, you, if you're yeah. registered for tax and you know all that sort of nonsense, that pain in the ass stuff. But that's yeah, 
Yeah, maybe that's part of it, you know. But I publish comics. I'm a comics publisher. Indie, yeah. you know, we're a bit in. We're an indie. We're an indie publisher. We just do, we do these sort of, you know, whatever it kind of comics you do. And that's fine. I mean, unless you're just a single person, what do you do? Well, I just publish comics. I make comics. I make comics. It's fine, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Because I don't think I've ever described myself as small press to anybody when I've said like I'm working on a comic or something. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, if the conversation goes further, then. I'm not being a snob about it. I just don't. No, and I don't mean yeah. to degrade small press yeah. in any way, shape, or form. It's just I think, like I say, from the discussion on eleven o'clock comics, I thought there was a bigger discussion to have about it, and I think it's yeah. a discussion that potentially needs to be. Because if you put all the small press books that are coming out in a year, say they were all under one label, that'd be a huge output of comics. Yeah, but yeah. Because it's like tribute press, nerds who published themselves, Fair Spark. Um, whatever other one time bomb yeah all that sort of thing comics whatever it's because we're all like little pockets in a village kind of thing rather than a village together i think there's a number of things being a business you know setting yourself up properly as a business i think it then then makes you an indie publisher i think having a distribution deal of some kind makes you and the 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 one i think about is avery hill you know avery hill are with i think they would turn around and they they've got a, a distributor in america as well and they are a publisher you know what I mean? No, the, the two guys or the the three or four guys and and uh, the girl who run it are all have other jobs, but that's the story of comics these days, isn't it? A lot of people have got two yeah, jobs, yeah, even some of the artists. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the trouble with you know being a publisher or with a publisher or something, getting the distribution deal is they cost money, which is where small press sort of hits the thing. Is we yeah. can't afford to pay to get our comics in W H Smiths or Morrison's or whatever. Yeah, other but shops they- are available. That's also thinking that Kickstarter and Indiegogo are a distribution system, which they yeah. kind of are as well. Yeah, because I must admit, when we we'll come on to it a bit later, but when we had that 2020 talk and I said at the end of last year that I'd like to see less Kickstarters, I've kind of partially the lack of cons, but I've kind of rolled around my thinking on that, and I think I was wrong to be honest. Um, right. um, no, I I get you on that, Stu. I think it's more the, like not the, taking if, into account. Like Steve and Aaron said on the Omen to That podcast, that it's not so much about reaching the community, it's about selling to, it's a good platform for selling to other countries or the wider crowd that aren't necessarily going to cons. Yeah. You get and more sales I've not really straight considered away. that. Yeah. yeah. And like you said yeah. on that last con, you wish you'd taken Horror Chronicles to it. And I kind of, looking back, wish I'd maybe, not, well, not sure how well Jason Isaacs would have done on kickstarter so much because it's a cheap com- eight page comic kind of thing but whether i would have got more traction from it that way but my thing with that then is everybody that you know might buy it to support me kind of thing then wouldn't buy it from me at a con so that would then knock onto my con sales yeah kind of thing I think, so I think, I think with us all visit trying to visit as many cons and stuff like people like most most folks will try to go to quite a lot of cons throughout the year I think then seeing Kickstarters on top of all the stuff that they're buying it it, it kind of it almost becomes a bit overwhelming and then to have all the cons then cancelled and then a ton yeah. of stuff appearing on Kickstarter it's almost that's just the kind of flip side of it Yeah. Um, yeah. it's it, it, it's tough um, I mean obviously we're seeing a lot with going to conventions but 
you have, like you say there, you do have to take into account that other people aren't seeing that. Yeah. So then it, it does make Kickstarter does make it accessible to other folk. It's uh, yeah, it's a tough one, but I will say, uh, much like you, I've kind of turned around on that. I said I, I wasn't going, like I wasn't going to, and, and uh, I've 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 found a couple, not not loads. I've done a, I've done a couple, like the the Spark and and whatnot. Yeah. I've not broke the bank. I've only you know a couple of quid on each. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it was something. As soon as like all this hit and everything, I was thinking, sitting thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna miss seeing a lot of people's like new releases and stuff." And we're still kind of seeing them. It's just that they're now taking the avenue of putting them out on on Kickstarter or finding some other way of funding them and getting them out there. You know, yeah. I'd say on the last one we did, the one um, in February, we talked about how Kickstarter was a difficult place, and there was a couple that had failed on Kickstarter at the time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we held we held back on putting. Um, uh, issue two of Hercules out for a couple of weeks because we wanted to see how Kickstarter to, Kickstarter sort of coped during yeah. COVID. And initially it's quiet, yeah. and then it just fucking went mad. And yeah. Kickstarter's like going really well for people at the moment. Yeah, it, I haven't seen anything fail. Um, a lot of a lot of like um, Russell Olsen's book is what about five hundred percent at the moment? I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people doing really well on it. I mean, we hit over two hundred. Um, most of our and and it, the, the, to speak to the benefit you mentioned there, Stu. Most of our, I think, sixty percent of our backers are in America, which is great for us. Yeah, as long as we've got the posting oh, nice. postage right, which we did, we're spreading the love to America and stuff like that. And well, in, that that went up recently, didn't it? So you should be within that. Yeah, yeah, we were fine. Okay, but the, that's uh, going to be the thing that's going to slow us down on that is the cost of postage to other countries. But don't forget oh, that um, people. People like sorry to interrupt, mate, but don't forget the people like mix and print in America. That's very true. Have you got someone over there who can yeah. take a parcel for you? I think it's doable, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cliff's going to get loads of parcels just arriving at his house to distribute yeah. for me. <laughs> but but what, no, do it's... what do you think, Tom? Sorry, I interrupted sorry. Tom. There, Tom. There, yeah. what, what do you think, Tom? No, that, that I was I was just going to say the the price of posting stuff within country uh, within here is getting atrocious as well. I mean, I started posting um, loads of eBay stuff. I, like I put a ton of stuff up at the sort of start of um, lockdown, right? Um, and literally only in the space of the few weeks that everything's been going on, like the ten weeks or whatever, the postage has just went up and up and up every time. I mean, it started off. I was posting stuff at like one pound, two pound odds, and now I'm up to three pound odds a blooming parcel. Right. It's okay. On, you know, yeah. so it, it it all mounts up. You you say, oh, oh, you know, it's only three quid or whatever. But when you're posting multiple things, it starts to mount up as well, like really, really mount up. And especially if you're wanting to send them sh- securely as well, make sure that everybody's actually getting them, and not just kind of chucking them out there and noticing that tons are going missing or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. you pay a wee bit more for secure postage, and there you go. You've you've already racked up hundreds of pounds just on postage alone. Yeah, Touchwood, we haven't lost lost much. We've lost, I think, two in our Kickstarter. Okay. Um, I live very close to a post office, and I'm in there with sort of six or seven parcels every day, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then we've only we've only lost a couple, so we're well pleased. Yeah. But, but yeah, you got to be organised. The only difference is you you know people. We had some bloke messages and said, oh. Oh, I didn't get my parcel. I haven't had my comic. And we said, oh. So we looked through the list and we couldn't even see his name. So I thought, oh, fuck it. And I just sent him one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just in case we mucked up. You know, it was good advertising. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a good bit of Me carpet sitting there. Somewhere. Yes. There's another one's fallen. I got another one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that next time. Yeah, yeah, please do. The, if uh, yeah, you don't mind me asking... Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't mind me asking, because you didn't put Tony Osmond on Kickstarter, is that sales-wise been different to Atomic yeah, Hercules? Um, or sort of what it. was the difference, was it? It's been an initial sales-wise hasn't been as good, but it's it's getting there now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we sold out in about a week and a half of the first print run. Um, which was 200 and we're now at the, um, we're now into the third print run. So yeah, yeah we're doing right. all right. So yeah. That's cool. I was just curious as to how it compared kind of thing, whether Kickstarter was the way to go forward constantly or yeah. whether you can build an audience and only because I was them. working off the back of that Kickstarter. So yeah. Um, the forums and the podcasts and uh, all that sort of thing, I was I went on a couple of podcasts to talk about Atomic uh, Atomic Hercules, and fortunately I had um, Tony Osman just released, so it, yeah. it sort of followed it followed through, and I think the yeah. keeping going because we we we've got another Kickstarter drops Friday, um, so we're sort of we're putting it out there constant, and yeah. I think this and, uh, we're waiting for people maybe to get a bit bored of us, but at the moment people <laughs> are wanting more, so and we got it coming, so it's it's going all right. I think. Um, We'll have put out about six, seven comics at the end of this year, which is pretty good. Nice, that's very good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, it's it's that curious thing with Kickstarter, isn't it? It's that you can get the thing of shit. Am I just saturating my entire audience yeah. with constant Kickstarters? But then the whole point of Kickstarter is to build an audience and then build on that audience going forward. So, I think people have to be mindful as well of like. How else are you expecting people to find out about it? What just put it out there and hope for the best? Yeah. Like that would oh, never yeah. that would never happen. That doesn't happen in that doesn't happen in normal everyday shops. So why the <laughs> hell would they expect it to be any yeah. any different with putting Kickstarter out there? Oh, I've put just to let you know, I've put a Kickstarter up there, but I won't bother you anymore. Goodbye. And just hope yeah. that the pounds come rolling in. No, like you're gonna have to constantly work at it i think anybody that then complains about the fact that oh all i'm seeing from you is uh this kickstarter you say well bugger off then yeah i mean like well yeah i'd I'd argue you're not a proper friend you can just scroll by you don't have to engage with it (laughs) yeah that's why we're doing that's why we're doing the two weeks uh we're doing two week kickstarts now um because it it limits the 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 embarrassment we have to have of pumping it constantly um (laughs) which we don't mind but the it also means you don't have that lull in the middle where you're constantly asking for pledges and no one's pledging i don't know if anyone's running the people will know this if they've run a a kickstarter is it starts off really well i mean we got our money in the first few days and then it goes dead well pretty much dead for a couple of weeks and then it goes really well in the end and that in in some form of um chart it's the same for everyone that yeah, yeah, because you got well, you got people spark, who, didn't it? it did, didn't it? Yeah, it's people excited for it, yeah. pledge, and then right at the end, people who've forgotten to pledge, and oh, I've only got a couple of days, I better do it now. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I think yeah. everybody gets the slump. Yeah, so I, I, possibly I, not I, the Etherington brothers, but otherwise. <laughs> but no, you're right. I think people who have been waiting for it jump straight on it because they know that they're still not. Whenever they back it, they're not going to pay for it till the end of the month anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You people who've been waiting for it dive straight on it, and then I always try and tend to leave it a week just so I can be the little peak in that mid-part slump because I remember how depressing that was when we did the True Believers one. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Unless so, they've got a you know exclusive deal 
the, the first whatever number of backers kind of thing. Yeah. But... So, so what do you think about this whole COVID thing otherwise in relation to comics? Is that something you want to talk about, Stu? Or... Yeah, well, because we did, the end of last year, we did a, what we'd like to see in 2020. Okay, yeah, I get you. Which yeah. obviously all kind of went to shit. So but I thought as the, you know, we're just over the halfway mark of the year, sort of where we are and where, like you say, what effect we think it's going to have going forward. Mm. So, I mean, the industry okay. as a whole, comic shops and the like, was struggling before this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We seem to lose a lot of comic shops in the space of a couple of months across the world. I think some big names in comic shops as well seem to go towards the end of last year, if I'm rightly. And, um... yeah. can, I, can I use my quote that I had ready prepared? Yes. So Slavaj Zizek, and it is, um, the light at the end of the tunnel is in fact an oncoming train. <laughs> so <laughs> we've, uh, with the, the problems that, that existed prior to um, the virus yeah. of comic shops closing and stuff like that. And, um, you know, Orbital is a prime example. Um, is only yep. going to get worse. Yeah. I actually think that people will yeah. use... Uh, the more I look on on the, the cesspit that is Twitter, when it's not people arguing, it seems to be people talking about old comics. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. stuff like um, Spinner Rack and these sort of posts, you know, um, Bronze Age, They people have a nostalgia for the old comics. And I think people will use the virus period as a period when there was no comics to to jump off. It's a jumping off point. Yeah. This is kind of the thing because there's been, a f- I've not really missed the stuff off my pull list. It's not like when I the early days of being into comics, I was like, I need the next issue, I need it now. It's like, what do you mean? I've got to wait a month, fuck, kind of thing. It's it's kind of like it's like oh, yeah, I haven't read Superman for a while. Yeah, and I think we, I think yeah. comics companies and have become complacent, and they have come, especially the, in England, they've had their trousers completely pulled down by Diamond. It's yeah. a fucking mess. It's an absolute tossy mess. Um, mm. that, that we didn't know where we, if we were even going to be getting comics in this country until someone sort of stood up and decided that. But as I understand it, Diamond UK have only got the contract until the end of the year. Yeah, because I yeah. had a, I pretty much accepted the fact I wasn't going to be getting any more DC comics, and then I got a email from my dealer telling me that I could get them to the end of the year, but if I wanted to just cancel them now, he'd completely understand. I was like, I might as well write it out to the end of the year. Yeah. Just because, so you know, the, the What's that all about? Me. You know, and, and and I was being told by someone that, oh, don't worry, there's a little um, a little organisation of, you know, a little group of British comic shops who are going to kind of come together and they're going to they're gonna import them from the States. Really? We're talking about a bunch of people who couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. You know, and they're really going to organise a distribution network for the UK. Yeah, I'll see that one. I believe it. Yeah, it's. I mean, you could almost do with going back to the days of Marvel UK and like the DC UK and just reprinting the stuff UK format. I know that's not going to work for collectors, but yeah, I think the more I think seeking a status quo, which is what people are trying to do now, they're mm. trying to seek that status quo that existed beforehand, which was the diamond situation and previews and um, the direct market. I think seeking that status status quo is a dangerous intention. Yeah. I think what you have yeah. to do is you have to um, make some kind of radical change. Here you go. I sound like some kind of fucking rad- radical revolutionary now, but the um, I think <laughs> I think that there are comic companies who want to get their books out there. Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, you know, all these sort of people. And they, they, they're just like, they're, they're just having their shoelaces tied by Diamond. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think yeah. they need to make a decision. Oh, do they want to distribute their comics? Well, yes. Well, do it yourselves then. Yeah. You know, Marvel should have their own distribution. They're big enough. They're part of yeah. Disney, for fuck's sake, making all this money off movies. They should be distributing. And that shouldn't be just tied down to um, the comic shops. It's a, it's a ridiculous well, no. system of like fading away comic shops. It should be bookshops. It should be supermarkets. It should, it should be news agents again. That's it. And yeah, I like how it's... everybody likes to point out how Marvel tried it in the 90s and it all fucked up. But you've got to remember that Marvel were in a very precarious place in the 90s anyway. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a sink or swim situation now. That's yeah. gone away. If, if, if we don't, if one of these companies doesn't stand up at Christmas, we're going to be fucked. Yeah. And we're all going to be buying stuff from also... Comixology at vast prices, not actually own it. Yeah. And we're going to be buying trades from Waterstones. Well, that's the other thing, because, yeah. I mean, even though you can still get the DC comics, I know from some of like the toy collector groups on and on that, that a lot of the DC toys that were due to come out later this year have been cancelled. Is it going to be that the... I know we're on the book of the comics, but the collector's stuff's already dropping off, so the, potentially the statues as well as the figures and that sort of thing. Because, um, obviously, DC do their own DC collectibles, or whatever it is, rather than going yeah. through Hasbro yeah. or something like that. Um so you've got that side of it. Is it going to become more difficult to get the books? Because they still haven't set up a UK distribution for the books, as far as I know. It's going to carry on through Diamond again till the end of the year, but then will they go to... I mean, is Titan even still over here? Whatever the equivalent of Titan is now? No. Yeah. No. Titan stopped distributing DC Comics a, a long while ago. Yeah, yeah. And to be to be, to be be honest, I, I, I kind of that was the day that I kind of personally accepted that DC wasn't going to be available anywhere, anywhere here, um, yeah. like readily available anyway, anywhere here, um, especially in a place that, you know, we, we, we're lucky in the way that the, the comic shop that was planned to open here is still going to open, which is exciting to hear. The guys are still plowing ahead. They're still going to go. But how long is that going to last? Yeah. How long are they going to be able to do that? How long are they going to actually deal in comics? And or are they just going to ditch that and just deal in games? And that's it. Because yeah. I mean, at the minute, it just looks like a total loss leader. Like it looks like you're you're opening a comic shop to then just be like, oh, to to fuck with this, get rid of the comic side of yeah. it. But to but to be with a place that doesn't have a comic shop in general. And then be told, oh, Titan aren't <laughs> distributing DC Comics anymore either. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not going to see hide nor hair of a, a Batman or a Superman for years now, and, uh, unless I go someplace out with my town. You know what I mean? So there's little pockets all across the UK that don't have sh- like actual dedicated comic shops or anything near them that don't even think that DC are putting out new books anymore. Yeah. You know, um, we, we need. It's just, we- we need a better distribution network in this country. I go with this comic box, yeah. to, comic toolbox, what they're called. And um, I've got to tell you guys, it could be better. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mentioned that it's like you yeah, don't know whether you're getting real... your comics from one week to the next. And No, I order pay for comics three weeks, uh, three weeks later they arrive. And, you know, you've got to appreciate this is a weekly hobby. Yeah. Unless we yeah. keep up that weekly addiction. Yeah, you know, the, the the Wednesday Warriors are the people who keep this country and this comics industry alive. Not the fancy fucking ponces who wander around talking about zines. You yeah, know, nobody cares about it. It makes no one any money. It's the Wednesday Warriors who do it. And unless we break that habit or we try and get them elsewhere, we're fucked. But that's the in thing. A, Would DC a... benefit from having an office over here? Right. That could then have a publishing arm over here so even if they published them as uk editions which i know would piss a lot of collectors off because you know it's the whole pence versus cents 
I didn't bother about that. I was about that. I can I mean, go, go through the comics. The comic. I mean, I'm sure Mixon would bite their arm off. Yeah. To publish yeah. DC comics, and they they think the money they'd make out of that. But you look at when we had Marvel UK over here that they had quite a big presence. You used to get a lot of media coverage. Marvel UK used to pop up in things quite a lot. Yeah, they're on like the news. They're, that they're very thing, active, yeah. but there's nothing over here to get people excited about comics anymore. Yeah. On, yeah. From that point of view, you haven't got a Marvel UK that's got sending people out into London dressed as Spider-Man and Death's Head and Doctor Doom and all that. In a, compl- in a completely cynical view, um, is, is apart from the fanboys and the, the Wednesday Warriors, is there anybody actually excited about comics anymore? I know. I'm, I'm not even sure the one. The Wednesday it sounds, Warriors it are anymore, hor- to be fair, but yeah, it sounds horrendous. But like we we're speaking about the the sort of outside view um, before, and the outside view don't even really know that comics still exist. I mean, I had a, a twenty minute conversation with somebody about a bunch of um, all ages books that they could recommend to their daughter to read uh, off the back of watching Riverdale, and she didn't even know that Riverdale was based on a bloody comic, <laughs> and. You know, and you you try and explain it. Do you know that archery has been going for decades? Blah blah blah. I'd, oh, I didn't. I didn't have a clue. I don't think there's an actual outside interest in comics anymore, unless it's on like a like a kids' creation um, front. You know, like people yeah. putting like classes and little groups and stuff together, um, like like sort of after school clubs and stuff like that. I think apart from that. Aside yeah. from like, aside from the people who have been buying them for as long as they've been coming out, there isn't actually an outside interest anymore, I mean, which is, is these reports. In... Sorry, man, go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it, it. Just it's like the old adage: it really needs to adapt or die. And it's a yeah. horrendous thing to say, but it re- like comics really does need to really start looking in on itself. All these different publishers, Marvel and DC included, I mean, they they need to either choose to uh, make some adjustments and actually get people interested in them, or jump off entirely because yeah. it's not doing anybody any favors. It's not doing any of the people that are interested in them any favors, and it's not doing any anybody else any any favors of getting them in the door. You know. And- and and to echo in a slightly different way what you're saying there, man, is I'll tell you what people need to do. They need to stop arguing with each other. Yeah. They need to yeah. stop, stop causing these little groups and attacking each other. Have you have you actually yeah. walked out into the wide world and seen the horrors that go on there? You know, we're in such a little bubble and all it is is it's just fucking eating itself. We're getting yeah. people attacking people for whatever reason, some of it righteous and some of it not, some of it jealousy. You know, some of it, someone looking to get the next job. Some There are some genuine victims of horrible things out there, but t- go to the police with them. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Don't just start, you know, just having a go at everyone. And it's dwindling. I mean, the conversation at the moment is that Warren Ellis is going to go just work on movies. That's the conversation I heard the other day. That's a real shame, man. You know, whether, yeah. I don't know what yeah. he's done, but it shouldn't. Stop fucking creating these little groups of like who are up against everyone else. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I saw someone the other day saying, oh, he's on Indiegogo, so he's probably a comics gator. And I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a nonsense. And, it's, and that's um, what's hurting us. That's what's hurting us. It's, it's a generation. It's now a generation of folks that are spending far too much time on Twitter and not making fucking 
art, not making yeah. comics, not making I, anything. They're just spending far too much time on social media and not actually putting that effort that they do all the time and making tweets and content online uh, yeah. and, and taking that, that actual gumption and go and making something worthwhile, making something that could actually change somebody's view or perspective in an art form, you know? Yeah. I looked at someone's a comic creators. Uh, in fact, I think I did five different comic creators. I looked at their, um, in the so-called small press, I looked at their Twitter accounts and they hadn't tweeted about comics for months unless they're tweeting about some scandal that is happening in comics. Yeah. 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 Not one single yeah. piece of artwork, not one single cover to a comic, not a co- comment on what's coming up. Nothing. Just the usual poisonous shit. And unfortunately that's, that's social media has ruined this man. I think to yeah. a certain extent, no. yeah, but it used to be a place to share. And Instagram's a place to go. I think kind of now to just to yeah. see comics and be enthusiastic. Yeah. But yeah, I think with us, I just think we need to stop around with each other and like taking each other to court and creating websites about each other and, you know, talking about each other constantly behind each other's back and stuff like that. It's just rubbish. And if you're doing that, you're not in the right industry. And that is the problem with any conversation now is whether it's the fucking Snyder cut or whatever, you will get dickheads who will jump yeah, in on it. Could be I mean, you though, look at how much fun yeah. it used to be to do the whole Marvel versus DC thing in like the eighties and nineties. It was just sort of like a bit of fun banter. Now it's fucking vicious. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely vile, some of it. But it used yeah. to be kind of like, you know, but I think, banter. I think that's, um, I think that's, we got, uh, my one of my favorite phrases, we got to all be in it together to win it. Yeah. And I think we need to start just calming down. Yeah. I I've think been we bad. I've been bad for it. I'm not the first person. I've, you know, I've, I've been reactionary in the past about stuff. I think we all have. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to sort of instantly get that thing because again you the way you read things as well your gut reaction sometimes can be like oh he's being a prick yeah yeah i i I think we forget that other people in this world have opposite opinions from us and if you have an opposite opinion it doesn't necessarily make you a fucking nazi like i just don't i don't understand that logic in the slightest oh you you don't think the same way that I do. Well, therefore, you must be a racist, bigoted piece of shit. And it's yeah. like, wait, wait, what? How did how did I get to this point? Like, yeah. how did I think so? To me, there's a number did, of how lines. How did I become Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> to me, there's a number of lines. If it's if it's against the law or you're trying to get someone hurt, then it's wrong. Yeah. However, I will then go with the quote from Voltaire. You know, I may not agree with what you got to say, but I'll defend your right to say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there are limits you know we can't have children hurt or you know people attacked or anything but there is an element of the word debate yeah and i think yes and i think unfortunately no one can be wrong on the internet can they that's the problem um so we need to just we need to just get back to loving comics you know looking at that how how can you change anything if you can't have a conversation about it without being so reactionary to whatever is being said whether you like what is being said or not but and it's like i say it's a big part of comics i mean another thing with sort of coming off this but with comics going forward and adapting is it maybe time to start thinking about putting out a comic because you've got a story to tell rather than because you need to get detective comics out every month yeah so so adopt the There's, french model almost where you have a book out a year yeah if you've got yeah. or maybe going back to detective comics as a you know lead batman story but then you do something interesting with a smaller character like I don't know, Manhunter or yeah, Azrael or somebody like that that could be like yeah. a back issue, eight page story that runs over it. Just yeah. is it time to start, like I say, 
putting out comics because you've got a story to tell rather than because you've got a quota to meet. Maybe, maybe there well, is um, maybe there is hope, man. Because when you said Manhunter, I got all excited because there's a new Manhunter coming out soon. Maybe there, maybe there's, maybe there's maybe there's maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not an oncoming train. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sorry, Tim. Tom, you're going to say, mate. Sorry. No, I was just I was just going to say, mate. You, you're spot on, though. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the the moment that somebody makes in a like an environmentalist take on Aquaman or something or a freedom fighting version of fucking Wonder Woman and. Superman and Batman, like going out or whatever. You know, somebody who's got a genuine message that adapts it to the the sort of comics form. I miss that. I really, really yeah. miss that. As opposed to like you say, just putting it out for the fucking hell of it because they have to. And that's all it seems like now. It's just, it's just a, a absolute barrage of crossovers and bullshit, and it, like none of it matters. Like it just doesn't matter. It's a bunch of artwork and some writing, and yeah. none of it fucking matters in the slightest. There's no. And when they are doing a commentary on something, it's just about forty different versions of the same fucking tale over and over again. Uh, as a, a certain writer that we were speaking about before, uh, that rhymes with Don Ping. Uh, <laughs> there's a. Uh, you know, it's just every tale has got to have somebody that has, that has to be fighting some form of depression in it. Like, yeah, we get that, dude. You've you've written that story. You know, yeah. like move on. But it's just the same thing over and over again. We we need to get back to writing different tales. I mean, I I don't know what's I don't even know what's out there anymore. I mean, I go I go looking and it just none of it seems to soak in at all because it's all just melding into one, especially yeah. from the big the big two. It's all just exactly the same comic, you know. Yeah, it's far. It's hard to find a quality book, isn't it? I think the thing is. Oh, and you yeah. heard my you heard my review to Empire Number One, didn't you? Yeah, yes. I, yes. Well, this yeah. is the thing: is they're creating events where they don't need to create events. Create good stories. Yeah, it's I like, think they almost need. They almost need to strip everything back, like kind of what the New Fifty Two was. You know, it was an attempt at it. It's strip everything back. Have so many books. Don't cross them over for a year. Yeah. Tell yeah. your own stories. I make a lovely twelve-issue evergreen, you know, trade that people can own. Let's just let's just yeah. concentrate on Green Arrow or whoever it's going to be, Moon Knight or whatever. It's just, just to have no crossovers. The Avengers. Yeah. yeah. It's just. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that world where I could just pick and choose, and I wouldn't have to worry about you know get slightly tense about missing yeah. something. You know, my f- comics FOMO kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. It's I'm funny just... listening to listening to um, the Earth Two podcast oh, yeah, I like with, that. Um, yeah. Pete, yeah, and and honestly, like see listening to um, describing those old stories, I'm just like, God, this is amazing. And I would love to see somebody doing something like this now. Even just even if it was like just a story that was absolute toot, as long as the person actually had some sort of conviction in it. Because these people were still trying to there was people still trying to make something, still trying to make it worthwhile, and you can see them actually answering like the fans and stuff in it. Whereas now they're just they're just churning it out for the sake of it. And they, they used to say they were churning it out for the sake of it back in the day, but phew, God, they ain't got nothing on now. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think well, as well, it's, it's any also anticlimactic, isn't it? It's like you look at the Batman Catwoman wedding; they built up to that for ages, only for it to be a non-event. Yeah, yeah. it's like that, what that, am I that, investing that in? That went on too long. Yeah, that, that should have been it, yeah. like a twelve issue maxi series at most. Yeah, it's all about it's all about the hype, isn't it? Yeah, that's what but I mean. It's... And then it's it's like Russell T Davis Doctor Who. It's like hype, 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 hype. I'll just push that button and reset everything. It's like for fuck's sake, you can't yeah. do that at the end of every fucking series. 
I know that was the old joke about, you know, reverse the polarity in Doctor Who kind of thing. Yeah. But that can't be your get out for everything. Mm. And it's comics is going the same way. Like I say, it'd just be nice if they were like, we're not putting out action comics this week because we've not really got a Superman story to tell. But, you know, we've got yeah. this coming they up. They won't do it, though. They won't they? do it because they need no. the income kind of thing. But Yeah. It's a hand, you know... Marvel and they DC also need to be braver in letting people tell their stories. 2008 is the same. John Wagner's idea for a death of dread. I don't know what the actual idea is, but he's got a final dread story to tell. Let him fucking tell it. Yeah. What's the worst that happens is you have to go, oh, that wasn't in continuity. That was like our equivalent of an Elseworlds kind of thing. Fine. Awesome. But mm. I guarantee there will be a lot of fans that would buy that. They would possibly come back to 2008 that didn't have dropped off for a long time. I've pre-ordered that Chris Weston trade today. That looks good. The hardback. I'm in the name of it now. With Judge, is it Judge Pin? That looks great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, it's it's not all it's not all down. There's a lot of good books out there. There yes, are there yeah. are a lot of good there books is. out there. I'm, yeah. I'm very much enjoying. I read Savage Dragon two four nine today, and it's marvelous. It's brilliant. Nice. You know. Um, and it might never, a week doesn't go by where I don't read a good new book. But there's um, there's an awful lot of dread. I think there's almost like too much out there. What's yeah. that old Cole Pilkington story where he says, "We've got enough singers now. We don't need any more singers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's spot on. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, that's true. That's it's like with whole... DC. Do you need fifty-two titles, for example? Could you not have like your core main ones and then do something experimental, like they did with Mister Miracle, where they did a twelve-issue run? Yeah. This is a again this is do something with the lesser well, characters right? and build something on it and build their fan base up. Get them excited about it. it. Fuck it. If you have to drop them into an episode of The Flash to get people aware of them, fucking do that. Yeah. This is but another problem as well with that. 52 titles. Yeah. 52 titles, but not 52 different characters. It's so there's like 10 versions of the Justice League yeah. that make up 10 different titles. You know what I mean? I'm like, fucking, I don't, I, we don't need this. We don't need, you know, how many Spider Man stories is there? Or was there? At one time, Deadpool, Jesus, do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't, you don't need any of this stuff. Like just, just one, one title, one, one set of stories. Get somebody focused on it. Get something out that's decent. Yeah. Oh, just give us some fucking comics, my god. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be afraid to change up the creative team fairly often, because people have a story to mm. tell up to a point, and then. It's kind of like, shit, I'm still on Superman. I've got to keep churning this shit out. What shall I do now? And occasionally it work for the run, but for other times it's kind of like, you know, you're just adding layers where you don't need to add it kind of thing. And it just... Yeah. But, I mean, that's where small press comes in, is that small press, you're not going to do a comic just for the sake of doing a comic. You're going to do it because you've got a story to tell. Kind of thing, whether it's a good story or not, it's a story that you want to tell, so you're willing to put it out there, kind of thing. Yeah. Like I say, you're not just going to be like, you know, I better put out Atomic Hercules 3 because we. Mind need... you, there's a few people who just put stuff out. Yeah. Well, there are, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. But I mean, <laughs> Me and you can get cat. that in any industry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did do a review recently of a book, it was, and it said, I think I'd rather get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, there is that old thing as well, though. Of you know, there might be a story that you want to tell, but does it need to be told? Yeah, there's a counter argument to every point, isn't there? Yeah, there right, is. Let's, yeah. let's be fair. Yeah. 
yeah, nothing's yeah. nothing's black and white. We're I mean we've been a bit reactionary on this, but we have to admit there's a lot yeah. of good comics out there. There's and and there I think I think the problem we we've got now is we're looking down the barrel of a gun around comics in the UK, yeah. and I think that's a problem. And I know some of the people will go, oh yeah, but they'll still get bring in because it, it'll make them money. Well, it doesn't make them that much money anymore. It used to be that the yeah. um, Vertigo was supported by the UK market because we would buy most of the books. Yeah, but there's not enough numbers over here to do that now. No, and Vertigo doesn't exist anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, but even you know, this, that's self-evident by Black Crown. To be fair, yeah. I, I keep ragging on them, but it's, that's the evidence to them. They they tried to be the next Vertigo, and they didn't they didn't manage it because the, the numbers weren't there. Well, no, that's it. And they, no disrespect to them, but they didn't have the rock and roll names attached to a certain degree. Potentially, if they'd have got as much as I'm not a massive fan, but a Grant Morrison name or something. That was the thing with Vertigo is that they brought all those UK rock star comic artists over. Not that they were rock star artists at the time, but they had a following kind of thing. That's why we yeah. gravitated to Vertigo, because you had your Alan Moores, your Grant Morrison's, your Brian Boland's, all that sort of thing. I know Brian Boland did main DC stuff as well, but that was sort of what attracted the UK crowd to that, and it's sort of not there anymore. It's like Constantine's Drek now. And to be fair, I haven't read it. I my tried. Son, my son reads it. He, he, he seems to think it's all right, though. Yeah, all right, I, but... I tried to jump back in, but it's just not my Constantine anymore, I think is the problem right. okay. for me. And, you know, I, I'm getting <laughs> to that point where I'm an old guy who likes comics. So. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's yeah. cool if, like you say, your son likes it, and that's awesome that it's reaching him as and that new audience. Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm still buying it for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, well, as long as he's still reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether he would buy it if it was his own money, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I enjoy buying him comics, but I, you know what I mean? But I mean, he's young and trying to live in this climate. It's uh, yeah, probably yeah. hasn't got a fiver to throw away on a comic. So that's the other thing going out. I, do we need to look at price structure, both in small press? Yeah, you kind of think where we're coming out. You're potentially looking at some form of recession, kind of thing. Back when comics first came out, it was poster depression, kind of thing. They were a cheap mm. form of media to entertain kids. Is do we need to look at that as becoming a cheap form of media again? But I mean, it's that whole thing of getting it in front of kids is the problem. But is that possibly the way comics needs to go? I don't know, man. I think um, I don't think comic. I don't think comics are read by kids often anymore. Well, no, because it's no. unless they're I think, on the um, screen in Fortnite. <laughs> I, yeah, I really, wish, I really wish they were, but there's, Me too. I don't yeah. think they are as much. Yeah, Perhaps yeah. that's a way to get to kids is to you can watch movies in Fortnite now. Maybe you should be able to read comics in Fortnite. I I don't know if that translates as well. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know if that translates as well. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean though, Stu. I I, I know the the kind of um, in, intent behind that, and I I, I realise there's that whole thing of like, oh, if if we make a comic out of this existing property as well, or well, we might be able to reach them that way. But I. I I think a lot of people get put off by stuff like that as well. Um, I know a lot of people that I've spoken to have, have sort of said, "Oh, would you read a, would you read a, a a comic if it was about such and such film you liked or such and such game you liked or whatever?" And they just they're like, "Nah, no," nah, because I've got what it is. I don't need yeah. something extra on top yeah. of it. You know what I mean? It's a weird uh, one. There's I'm, a lot. I'm talking about actually within the game. You could read the comic. Yeah, no, I, I, game, no, but, I, I, yeah. But sort yeah, of yeah. whether that would then translate to sales kind of thing but it might get them buying digital i suppose but yeah but i don't know it's, like i say it's a different time from what even just us growing up reading comics 
We didn't have a digital option. You were you only had floppies or trades that you could buy in Waterstones, kind of thing. The the, the other thing I, mean, I I noticed we we talked about um, on the last pod, dude. Um, me and Tom had listened to it. Was um, how you how how do recommendations and reviews affect sales? Which I suppose is relevant to this conversation as well, isn't it? Yeah. And the only other thing that I was thinking, I was trying to think around because um, you said like I've listened to the last podcast, and we did, and I was sort of thinking about that quite a lot. And I was thinking the only difference it makes is the sales on um or the reads on comic house which yeah. is interesting which which goes back into how do we get kids to read comics to me is because we recommend books on our sponsor on the awesome is um comic house we recommend books from comic house and you can watch the charts in comic house move almost in real time and the books that we recommend go up to the top of the chart i'm not saying we're we're sliced bread but you know what I mean? Is there is an effect? There is a cause and effect there. And oh, no, definitely, I've noticed mine have gone up after you've mentioned them. It's like well, um, the yeah. Nerds Who Haunt Themselves one went up after you guys mentioned it last week and on this week's one as well. Okay. Now I wonder Thank if you that's for that, how... by the way. No oh, pleasure. But I wonder if that's how we we get the kids to read it because the kids will be reading stuff on YouTube and reading stuff for. Uh, you can go on YouTube and read comics in real time with people turning the pages. I don't know if you've seen this. No, I, no. I'm not a big YouTuber, but I've been looking at quite a few when because I've been doing the other podcast about, and you can go to them and they'll turn the pages and you can see a whole comic on a. It's a really weird experience, yeah. but the kids, my 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 son watches more YouTube than he watches television, um, and a lot yeah, of teenagers are the, teenagers are the same. And if we can get comics onto that format, you know, and Comic House is a kind of example of that, then kids might start reading them. And the only yeah. way you do it, you have to monetize that in some way, and you monetize that through advertising. Yeah. yeah, seems a way to well, do I mean, it. Just look at the, just look at the kayfabe guys. Yeah, I mean they sit and just pour over a, a book and put it under a microscope and look at look at the, look at how quickly they've grown. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of some of their interviews. They do some good interviews, but uh, you know the interviews as well. I mean, is YouTube a a bigger way of maybe advertising? A newer comics media is it something that people yeah, should maybe. be looking into yeah. is I mean, getting their comics we, out on on youtube uh, atomic hercules was on kayfabe and we certainly made quite a few sales off the back of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's there's mailbag things as soon as they go live you should just watch the amount of viewers go up and up and up and up and up it's unbelievable yeah i don't know if have you sat and watched them I have, live yeah. before yeah not often them? only a couple yeah. of times but yeah yeah in fact i tried yeah, to get on the one off. but the one you were watching, the one we were on, and you were messaging me, and I couldn't. It wouldn't rewind. I had to wait for it to get loaded the following day. So you, oh, were, send, right. you were sending me <laughs> screenshots. Do you remember? The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, no, it's, and it's, it's um, very popular, and you're right. It's become very popular very quickly. In what a year and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like there's there's other comic stations that then come off the back of that that keep popping up as well and there's there's stuff that's been going for a wee while i mean that comics tropes guy yeah. is uh getting a, a bigger following nowadays as well i'm wondering if youtube um or just online sort of video things are are sort of a way forward and maybe a way of gaining some interest or even yeah. just doing like the kayfabe guys and just having a channel where you just even put some self-published titles under and saying like oh check this out i got this through and and pouring yeah. over it kind of thing you don't it, want to be seen as maybe copying what copying what they're doing, but you maybe you know they they can just be the kind of the guys leading the way for people yeah. getting other comics out there stuff and it has that they be, wouldn't necessarily talk about. It has to be said that Ethan Van Skyver and that little crowd of people sell 
an awful lot of comics. Yeah. yeah they, you know, I think it's, what's it, 800 grand's worth of comic on his last one. And that's a, that's a, that's a definite YouTube phenomena. Yeah. And is it yeah. your boy, your boy, Zach, is that the geezer's name? I don't know his real name. It's uh, he, he, he's doing a load of, he's doing, I think he's got three or four on the go at the moment and they're all like in huge numbers. I mean, you put them all together, it'd probably make a million dollars. It's quite, it's quite a thing. Yeah. Maybe YouTube is the way to go. Maybe that's the kids are looking at YouTube and they're seeing, you know, a comic about a cyber frog or whatever the shit that is. And then, you know, they're going and buying it or Hmm. or backing it. You know? Yeah. It works in the other way as well. Yeah, like even if my it's not kids, into... even if Sorry. it's just hitting people from other countries and everything as well. Yeah, that's another yeah. way of getting it. Is that more people are gonna more people are more au fait in other countries with YouTube than they are with Comicsology or oh, large, yeah, uh, ordering stuff online or whatever, finding specific websites or getting stuff through publishers. The more au fait we're just clicking on YouTube and being like, oh, what's that? You know what I mean, following a link that's recommended at halfway down the the list from uh, a kayfabe video and it's you know they've left it running and all of a sudden it's landed on that you know yeah next minute they're looking at your comic that's under the microscope or whatever you know yeah yeah like say um youtube's great for going the other way as well of being into a comic and finding more about it it's like my eldest is into the power rangers comics the boom ones yeah which I've read a couple and they're surprisingly good. I'm not into Power Rangers, but they're surprisingly good stories. But yeah, he then likes to go on YouTube and find out more about the comics and what he's missed so far. And then he wants the trades of those so he can, even though he's watched somebody telling him the story of it or, you know, <laughs> analyzing it on YouTube kind of thing. Um, so I think it does. Well, I mean, fuck it. If a kid can watch an unboxing video and then want that toy because they watched yeah, that's true. some other kid yeah. unbox it kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Or want to play more Fortnite because they've watched other people playing the game. I don't see why it shouldn't work. It's just getting them interested in the comic bit of it in the first place. Yeah, it's this is the thing. This is YouTube the thing we have thing. to remember. Yeah, this is what we have to remember about YouTube. YouTube has become popular for making the most mundane, boring shit the most po- <laughs> popular thing on the planet. I mean, look at when when you think about it, look at ASMR videos, right? millions millions of views and hits and these people are making shitloads of money off of tapping pens tapping bits of paper scratching their head and recording it like just <laughs> a picture it's just a solid picture of their face for an hour like blowing on a mic you know what i mean not that way uh <laughs> you know what i mean and it's and th- it's the most boring thing ever but you know people are loving this thing and it's because youtube is bringing stuff that would have been like a, a weird, not like necessarily a kink, but a weird thing for them into their living room. And i got to say, if you're putting comics under the microscope, it's a damn sight more interesting than somebody hammering something into a wall for 20 minutes, you know, but it's, it's, it's a way of getting it there. That's it. YouTube's got some great comics programs and documentaries on there. Cause I suppose they've got nowhere else to dump them. Like yeah. the Kirby ones or the Alex Toth one. Yeah. Or DC have been uploading a load since lockdown as well. Oh, have they? So oh, okay. There are usually bonus features on DVDs, so you've seen them before, but they had like the Superman documentary on there. They had the Secret Origins of DC on there. Um, they've done yeah, a few various got, different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's becoming a great resource for comics documentaries. If they could put the second episode of uh, Comics Britannia up on there, it'd be fucking great. Yeah, it's not out there, is it? I went looking no, for that recently. I went yeah. looking for it the other day and saw it on there, but yeah. then when you click on it, it says the video is no longer available. 
Right. It's that added thing as well. If 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 you click on one thing, obviously YouTube then starts to recommend like a ton of different things. Yeah. That it's like it. Um, I mean, I clicked. I watched one Alan Moore interview, and now I've got countless amounts of <laughs> places that Alan Moore has popped up over the years, or anything that's got anything remotely tied with with sort of uh, introspective looks and comics and Alan Moore's life and what he thinks about magic. And oh, here's him with Ian Lee. Oh, by the way, here's a Ian Lee stand up. You're like, what the fucking hell is going on here? Uh, yeah. I like uh, to say Stuart Lee. Ian Lee's a bit more annoying. Stuart Lee, sorry. God, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, Stuart Lee. <sighs> I always get them mixed up. They're both pricks. Um, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, you get you get stuff like that just suggested off at the back of watching, you know, even 10 minutes of one hour long video. Uh, so yeah, maybe it's maybe it is well worth it. Yeah. You need like somebody about outgoing it. enough to host a YouTube channel to start doing one on oh, small press yeah, comics. I, I hate those people mostly. Yeah. yeah, but that's what you need on YouTube, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's well, nothing worse jump, than the ones that just into a guy... camera like you're on Play School. Yeah, so well, you, you don't have to be that much. It's like the comic strip guy. All right, he does his uh, little comedy segues into the main body of the episode, but then it's just him stood in his comics room or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Because the amount of ones that you sort of click on, it's just a guy in front of his webcam in his bedroom, just dryly talking about what he picked up at the con, kind of thing. Yeah. You need Hello, some that sort of personality. Hello and welcome to the video. I am here talking about this review. Here is the comic, and you're like, wow, okay, fuck, we're getting in there now. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of socially awkward people doing that, aren't there? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, you just need a personality or just somebody who can eloquently string a sentence together without constantly oh. being like, you know, um, you know, and then, I mean, and I walked over to his table. Just some, And somebody who knows about the comics they're talking about, not just the comics they're talking about, but comics as a medium and an art form, who can, you know, talk about a small press comic both as the thing that they read and within the wider world of comics, if you see what I mean. Yeah, like it's being next, a reviewer. It's a... It's the next step, step from podcast, isn't it? I suppose. I suppose, yeah, because yeah, I mean, let's be face it, every prick's got a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I include some myself are, in those pricks, but some some have got two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shitload under one fucking channel. <laughs> let's face yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But, so I mean, I don't. Chance. It's not. It's not terrible. It's just worrying. That's how I, I put I'm, it. I'm positive yeah. about it. I, I didn't want this to sound like a downer, but obviously you've got to talk about the problems to come up with the yeah. oncoming yeah. train at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be tough going forward. I think, like I say, you don't. we still don't know what the financial effects of this whole COVID situation is going to be on people coming out of it. A lot of people have already lost jobs kind of mm. thing, and whether the disposable income is going to be there for people to... I mean, I've said for a long time that small press potentially needs to look at how they do their pricing anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. especially if you're buying them online, because if you're like, it's a fiver, it's a bit more than I want to spend, but I'll buy it and then it's three quid postage. It's like, well, why does it need to be three quid postage? I know. People take the piss with postage sometimes, I think. Yeah. So it's like an old 50, moan of mine. 60p for a do not bend envelope. I'm not that precious. If it comes with a little ding in it, because the postie folded it through the letterbox. Unfortunately, my postie doesn't do that, but. 
you know, if it comes with a ding in it, I can't be doing with these people who are like, oh, I bought this 50p comic and it didn't come between two slabs of wood. So it got yeah. a little ding in it. <laughs> Fuck off. I was going to get it slabbed. It's a prick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need we need those little bright moments in our lives, don't we? And the bright yeah. moments in our lives, certainly for me, who did, I don't know, 20 conventions last year, are going to a convention. Yeah. And you walk in that and there's the energy in the room and there's, you know, you come away inspired from a good one. Yeah. And uh, we haven't got that. So we need to translate that somehow. And I think stuff like the drink and draws that are going on, um, some of the online events, you know, the podcasts you know, that have been springing up. I mean, even people like Rob Liefeld are doing a podcast these days. And I think that's kind of kept me going a bit. Yeah. Um, or even things like when Dan put up the post asking people to show what they were working on. Yeah, I like that sort of thing. Yeah. That was great. Um, he needs to do it again. Tell him. But yeah. um yeah, uh, that was great just for seeing the feed of creativity and it was a good boost for getting you going because it's easy to say, oh, well, I've got all this time. I'm not going to cons. I can create loads of stuff. But yeah. it's very easy to hit that slump of like, oh, what's even the fucking point? I'm not going to be at a con till the end of next year now kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. And But seeing those things, people can be like, yeah, this is the page I'm working on. Or like Andy sending me a page to say, you know, ask a question about it or something or somebody else sending me a page kind of thing and just seeing that creativity and be like fuck i'm inspired to get back going again yeah and those yeah, little I, I boosts you would get at a con but you can translate to online in those conversations and like you say the drink and draws or whatever just seeing people share yeah. their creativity yeah it's i definitely it's think it's thing we need i definitely think this is um shot a rocket up the arse of some people yeah. within the community definitely there's been there has been some people that have been they've not put out something in a while and all of a sudden there's like three books um or there's like loads of artwork and pages and ideas and everything just firing up there which has been great to see and it is a lot to do but a lot of people are just getting time yeah to do stuff now um and they're not coming back and going fuck it they're, they're getting the the whole you know i've been at work all day or i've been with the kids all day or whatever and now i need to go and churn out some pages and it's 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 that has been a big positive has been seeing people just taking this opportunity to be like nah fuck it i'm gonna get this done yeah like let's just let's just start getting some stuff out and just even seeing people drawing not necessarily putting out comics people actually just getting up the practice again and, and getting creative yeah. has been has been brilliant it's been great to see people the it's so easy to jump on all the cynical stuff and it's so easy to sit there and grump and moan and yeah. uh, about yeah. all the all the negatives and it's it's justified at the same point as well with some of the stuff but there has been some big positives to come out of it as well and there is always that added thing as well of we can make all these predict predictions and everything but at the end of the day we don't really know what's going to happen um no. we, we it, it might end up becoming like completely surprising us and you know we're 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 fine, but I think we're just we we really need to just stay positive and just keep trying to put out as much as we can and do as much as we can on a personal level and an insular level, and hopefully that should sort of cause a, a, an infectious spread, and it will go from uh, there. <laughs> Pardon the uh, the really bad taste joke with the <laughs> pandemic, but hey ho, it's it's a fairly <laughs> cheap thing to do to create something, isn't it? Yes, you could have yeah. the tablet and buy all the expensive pens and that, but all you really need is something to draw with and something to draw on. You don't even have to worry yeah. about the cost of print anymore because you can upload it to Comic House. So you can yeah, still get true. it out to people that way yeah. kind of thing. So there's not really any barriers beyond your own willingness to do it and mm. you know, potentially your skill at being able to do it. But 
I mean, you can put it on Fuck comic. It, cast. You action. can put it on. You can put it on Comicsology without having to print it. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, I think the, the excuses are less and less for doing it. It's not like in the eighties and nineties where you're like, "Fuck, I don't even know how you'd print it." Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. You don't need to print it anymore. Even you, you can just set up your own website, like Dan did with Vanguard, and put it out that way. Yeah. There's. There's ample opportunities to do it. Um, I just, yeah. Or if you do print it, fucking just set up every kind of account you can. I've been thinking about that recently. I've only been selling through the website, but is it worth me setting up an Etsy store and a big cartel store? Yeah. Just for the people who go on there who just happen to stumble across it that sort of way. So I sold something through the comic house out the other week. Oh, nice. Oh, good stuff. No, no, Dan <laughs> has as well. I was, yeah, like, I was like, fuck, where the fuck have they bought that from? Because it's not come from the website. I forgot I'd even put them on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. but I need to get stuff back up on there because I'd only put a couple on to see how it went, and it just sat there for ages. Like I say, to the point where I forgot I'd even put them on there to be up by physical copies. But and yeah, just look at your postage, and you know, look at your pricing, look at your postage, make it affordable for people to buy them. Because, like I say, that's the thing that always sort of swings it for me with buying off people's websites. Sometimes mm. it's that it's like, oh, you've got this awesome thing. I don't mind paying a fiver for it because I'm excited by it. But then you put the postage on, it takes to the best part of a tenner. And once you start pushing that, it's closer to a tenner than it is a fiver, sort of. It adds a barrier to it. Yeah. You don't want something in there that's going to make some people go, well, actually, do I really want it? You got. We've got to keep this energy going, man, as well. I think you really need. we really need to keep this stuff like drink and draws, digital conventions, yeah. um, uh, drawing challenges, um little panels online i know there's san diego are about to start launching their panels which i know a lot of them have been pre-recorded i was speaking to dave kennedy he's on one yeah i mean up on the 26th oh, nice. and i think we need to start and i'll tell you why we need to keep it going it's because of the second spike yeah uh, everyone is saying there's going to be a spe- second spike maybe october something like that so consequently we're not going to get any conventions i think earliest until may 21 so i'd be surprised ne- there's anything in the early half of next year yeah so we need to we need to keep this energy up to keep it all going um and i know we'll cope with it better next time because we we're used to it now and we know what to do and everyone's kind of is coming around to the idea like oh you got to wear a mask don't be so stupid you know what i mean so i think but the i think um i think we need to we need to keep this energy up and to in you know externalize through the internal so we're sitting we're sitting in our bedrooms in our front rooms but we're also able to interact and um have an activity going with it with people elsewhere possibly around the world um yeah well, yeah. yeah, it's it's creating things. It's putting old things up as well. Like yeah. if you had a comic that you did, you know, as long as it's not something you're deeply ashamed of or that, you know, when you did it, things were very different in the world. So you could say those sort of things. Not that you should have said those sort of things, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as long as it's not offensive to anybody by today's standards or it's not something you like, that was just dreck. Let's chuck it up on Comic House. Get it out there. Get people looking at it. Get people, give people something to read. Yeah. You can never have mm. too much choice of things to read. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. You know, you can easily decide from a well written blurb whether you're interested or not, or a decent cover. Yeah, you might but, as well. Let's just get it out. We're never going to be millionaires. I'm never going to pay off the mortgage with uh, comic sales. So let's just let's just do it for no. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. how it should yeah, be. Yeah, totally. And that's what we're doing. I'm having a fucking blast at the moment. Like, brilliant. I wrote another thing yeah. for Adam at the weekend and we were giggling about it today and yeah, it's just uh, it's the best thing. Yeah, uh, same. I've never had more as many ideas floating around in my head at once that I've got down on paper ready to do. The only thing that's fucking frustrating me is that well, yeah, those are two. But 
but yeah, it's just well, walking around doing a post range, you have a lot of time to sort of think up stupid ideas as well. Yeah, but, and, the, and yeah. obviously the you know we've discussed the lonely housewife situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we haven't discussed it. Maybe I've just sort of fantasized it late at night about Stuart's Stuart's post round. Oh, I always thought we were talking about Tom with the dog walking. Yeah, it's both. Oh my god, why am I not in? The, why am I not in those industries? <laughs> that's that's too common. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Tom goes dogging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, Stuart the Posty. Hey, Stuart. Uh, do you like Spider-Man comics? I like Spider-Man comics naked. Come in. There you go. That's how it goes. <laughs> the whip. Yeah. <laughs> I have Spider-Man to you. Uh, if that's not a backup story in the next Tony Osmond. <laughs> 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 or at least a film he's watching on a hotel room telly. Oh, yes. <laughs> But, log but jamming no. with Stuart Moraine. <laughs> oh, you got my script then. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, like I say, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot of stuff out there. If you want the daily strips, you've got Alan Henderson with Penguins. That always brings a giggle yeah. in the day. Um, you've got Dan still doing Vanguard on a regular basis. You've got Vince's Black comic on Instagram. Yeah, there's plenty just... of shit out there. That's just naming three off the top of my head. There's, there's yeah, plenty that's... of shit out there. I mean, there's, like you say, there's the drink and draw challenges. There's the draw something Sunday thing. There's the one Dan does every so often on the awesome page. Yeah, there's, your there's... your draw something Sunday thing. Yeah, yeah. Which one day I must get back to because I've done any recently. But yeah, that's all right. You've been busy creating stuff. Oh, so. I'm so busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just getting stuff out there for people. It, people can't forget about you if you don't go away. And I mean, comics as a wider thing, not just... Yeah, yeah. It, it's not the time to be precious about, oh, well, I really wanted to have a physical one to launch first. Like, fuck yeah. it, if you've got it ready to go, just get it out there. Yeah. Or I don't like, think people will oh, only all this, digital. They'll buy this, the physical as well. All this stuff like, oh, that bloke's ex-girlfriend once went to a comic convention that someone from Comicsgate was at. Oh, we can't bio comics stop talking rubbish <laughs> just yeah. get on with it yeah well yeah okay. that whole uh i can't you know you're following them and they follow them uh, or they're followed by this person it's like nobody <laughs> cares the world doesn't care get on with your life yeah 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 it's it's about the what they create rather than the creator to a certain degree and loss less you know what they create is hateful <laughs> yeah kind of right, thing sorry yeah. To, yeah, I, 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 yeah anyway but, good <laughs> yes yeah, so sort of to round up then have you got any more thoughts or things you'd like to see coming out of this whole thing because we will come out of it eventually it's, the world can't yeah. be like this forever I want to see more comics about people's experience in lockdown <laughs> <laughs> don't because you're going to get the shit you know that's going to be the first thing that comes out Imagine, like, in a year you're at a comic convention, there's still a few, oh, um, did you want to read my comic about when I was stuck indoors during lockdown? And I'm going to go, no, I don't. <laughs> Unless they say, do you want to see my comic about when I was stuck in lockdown and realised I had a foot fetish or something like that, yeah, then, yeah. do you know what I mean? When I was stuck in Unless lockdown, it's got a so... lot of boning. That's it. Yeah. There's, there's potentially interesting stories to tell from that, but it's like 
would you want to go and watch a movie or watch something on TV about fucking lockdown, having lived through it? Yeah, I know. Just yeah. to see how their experience was compared to yours. It's like you can, yeah. go, and watch, you can go and watch fucking, I don't know. How many of these like, I Batman, discovered a door. You can go and watch the lockdown movie. Like, I, I discovered a, do- a door in my kitchen that led to this wondrous fantasy realm. Then, okay, I'm going to, I might have to give it a go. Yeah. You know, yeah. or I, I murdered my flatmate because he was so annoying and wouldn't stop watching pornography loudly in the background. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but not just, <laughs> oh, watch the telly today and then looked out the window. Yeah, no, we've all done that. That's what happened to everyone. You yeah. know. I think those comics were rife before. I think they were. Yeah, well, they, they were, were yeah. 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 That, that's what cracks me up about some of these, uh, you know, lockdown quarantine comics. It's, kind of, it's exactly the same as what it was before. You just don't yeah. pop to the shops as much in them anymore. Yeah, exactly. Made the we made the joke like for for the longest time before lockdown, like oh, sick of comics about oh, here's me and my cat, and now I'm like, God, there's like so many more of them. There's just so <laughs> many are. more. Here's me and my cat in lockdown now. I'm like, oh, oh. fucking hell. There's just tons of them. I think Jeffrey Jeffrey Brown did cats are weird. End of. We don't need any more. Yeah, we cat, don't. Yeah. Cat, getting, cat getting that's out of it. a bag or whatever the fucking comic you did was. Yeah. yeah. The one occasion yeah, it, it worked. Yeah. Yes. That's it. We're done now. Yeah. Enough of cat. You're meant to be a creator, and the best you can come up with is you feeding your cat or something. It's like well, this I'm, is whole I'm, open I'm still holding out for. Uh, I'm still holding out for Vince and his cat army. That's the other one I'm holding. Out. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're all holding out for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Black was just him sat in a cave because he can't go out? There are loads of cats ready to attack. <laughs> just this is going to get really good once lockdown lifts. Cat, there's the cat ninja. <laughs> Send the cat ninjas in. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> but, good. Um, yeah. What about you, Tom? Anything to add to <laughs> you know about? Do you know what? I, I just, I just want to see more comics. I just yeah. that, that's it. I was having this conversation with Dave the other day from uh, from that comic smell. I was I was literally saying to him like, I, I'm now at the point where I, I don't care what anybody has to say about anything. Is it making comics? Yeah. If it's making <laughs> comics, then I'm I'm interested. Otherwise, leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... think a lot of people are doing that, and that's reflected in social media. We're all like. No, we just want to. We just want to see the art. We want to read the the books. We want to enjoy them. Yeah. We're not worried about anything else, man. You know. What's yeah. it to be ex- that feeling of being excited about a comic coming in? It's like yeah. there's nothing better than it. It's like a fucking with Tony Osmond. I was massively excited for that to come oh, out. Thank you, man. Cheers. When it's a huge disappointment when it drops. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about the finished product, it's about the excitement. <laughs> it's that great John Peel thing about um, his perfect day was always, would be, you know, when he did, I think it was Desert Island Disc, but they asked him what his perfect day would be. And it's the sitting in the back garden with the family, with the prospect of an Indian takeaway coming in the future. Okay. It's like, it's not about <laughs> the Indian takeaway, it's about the idea of it coming. Yeah, I I suppose like as, soon as, as soon as you unwrap those presents on Christmas morning, it's kind of downhill from there, isn't it? That's it. it it's done. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah, and just having comics to look forward to, to be excited about again. Yeah. And yeah. It, like I say, it's something you're not necessarily getting from everything on your pull list at the moment. When your pull list does I turn w- up. I want to be able to turn on some form of social media, and instead of seeing everybody arguing and the latest creep 
being put away or something along these lines, I would love to turn it on and it was just like new from DC, new from Dark Horse, yeah. new from Marvel, new from Image, new from fucking Boom. I'd be like, yes, here we go. This is it. But it's not. Um, yeah. It's not at the minute. It will eventually. There will be. A, there will be a point. There will be a point where it will all completely just come to a head, and then it'll just get right back to basics. But I really hope that's sooner rather than later. I hope I'm not sitting here ten years from now saying one of these days it's going to come to a head. And you know, I, I really hope it's you know in a couple of months' time, and I'm sitting going right. It came to a head now, and we've got all these new series. Let's fucking go. Let's get these comics out here. Yeah. Let's let's get reading them. Uh, wouldn't it be amazing let's get some, to go let's on get some new let's get some new big names as well let's yeah. let's get some let's get some some new people to actually get excited about yeah you know we've, we've, we've had we've had the legends we've had the people that are that are making comics we've got legends that still need to be making them but let's let's have some new folk coming in as well where we, we can genuinely get excited for them yeah making books like that is a new that is a new Kirby in the making. Not Kirby, not somebody who looks like Kirby or emulates Kirby, but somebody who literally has the gravitas and the pull yeah. like Kirby. You know, let's 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 get some new talent. Let's get some some new comics. Let's just fucking get creating, eh? Enough yeah. bickering. Get on with the fucking making. That's it. Wouldn't yeah. it be amazing to go on Twitter and when it suggests that you might like to follow comics, it's actually news about <laughs> comics and good news about comics. Yeah. Because- it's either you know such and such is being adapted into whatever, or uh, it's you know this comic creator is a bastard and here's why. Yeah, and it's like, I went just, on wouldn't that. it be great to be like you know or get news from San Diego that's actually about the fucking comics? I always used to make a point yeah. when I used to write the new stuff for Starburst is that the San Diego stuff I wouldn't touch any of the fucking you know Affleck's Batman kind of thing, but um, it'd be the I'd actually. Actively try and seek out the comic news that was released from DC because there's always a footnote somewhere you can find it. But yeah, would it be nice to not have to dig for that? Yeah, well, let's hope. Let's hope there's a little there's a little sense of enthusiasm now that we're coming out of lockdown. Let's hope that there's that that passion back. Yeah, all I need now yes. is a comic mart, and my life will be complete. All yeah. I do is all I do is work and read. I, I work, read comics, and do podcasts. That's my life now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying all of it, to be fair. But uh, I hope everyone else has that little passion. I'm desperate to get back into a comic shop. I drove an hour and a half to go to a comic shop the other day because I knew it was open. Uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> we need we need it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. even think we can go yeah, into yeah. our local comic shop. You have to collect it from the door. Right. Which isn't the same. I I'm just desperate for a con. I didn't do that many cons anyway, but I just miss interacting with people. True Believers seems like so long ago now. I mean, I it was only Feb, which isn't that long ago. But <laughs> I thought I thought I would, but I'm I'm not. I'm not missing the con. I'm missing the shop. I'm missing the get together and seeing people. But I'm not missing the, the actual convention. Yeah. Uh, aspect. I, I don't know why. It's just it's not something I'm I'm necessarily missing myself. I'm missing um, the I'm long more to go through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm missing charity shops for that. Yeah. I'm missing yeah, yeah. genuine charity shops for that. Like ones that don't know what they've got and just chalk it out. <laughs> Ten p, yeah. dig through. What you're saying is you love ripping off charities. Uh, yeah, yeah. you missed that through. Worked for two of them. Worked for two of them. <laughs> Stu hate them. <laughs> but I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just. Yeah, on the record, hate them. <laughs> oh, except that's a except little shot. heroes. Except yes, little sir. heroes. 
There you go. Yes. <laughs> Mostly thrown in. Yes. Right, <laughs> open up your uh, letter of resignation for you. <laughs> but, all right. right. So just sort of to end on, where can people yeah. find you online and the comic goodness you're putting out into the world during this whole period and anything else you'd like to recommend or shout about that people should be checking out? Tom? Uh, oh, well, uh, you can find me at that comic smell on Instagram and Twitter. If you type in that comic smell into Google, it'll come up with our SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've just recorded a big, massive chunk of reviews slash recommends and everything for uh, the Comic Art Festival podcast. So that should be going up soon. Listen out oh, for nice. that. Yeah, I did I did quite a few of them. Um, so, yeah, listen, listen out for that. Um, I'm editing like mad at the minute across at Fair Spark so please do do us a favour nip across the Fair Spark books and go buy some comics because there is some great stuff across there some amazing stuff not just Hopper and stuff but I mean I love Hopper but there is loads and loads of stuff across there just uh, the Sparks up on Indiegogo as well yeah. Um, so yeah, get get subscriptions in for that and stuff. And uh, do you know what? I'm going to actually recommend everybody get across to Twitch and watch John Tucker yeah. making some. And his banter's amazing as well. I mean, John's a top bloke, but yeah. it's it's so, that is that is the kind of stream that you want to be putting out there. Definitely. That's the only Twitch I've ever gone to. I don't even understand it, but I enjoy it. I watch. No, I got today, Twitch yeah. for that sole reason. Admittedly, I'm yeah. terrible at remembering to actually go on and watch them because it's either while I'm still at work he starts doing them or yeah, because you can it's watch them stuff. back on Twitch, can't you? But what was that? Do you miss them? Can you watch them back if you miss them on Twitch when they go out live? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was I was catching up on that just on just before we we came on. I was catching up on the one that went up. I think it was That's yesterday. Right, it was, said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was catching up on that. Um, and just uh, a little Susan here, look out for uh, something in the future that might be coming from uh, that comic smell. Not saying what it is, but Ooh, just uh, okay. Just, is this the that that was hinted at on? I thought we were. I thought we were friends, Tom. You don't. You haven't told me about this. So uh, just, yeah, okay. Uh, just we'll, we'll just uh, you know, it's something. Just don't know what it is, but it's you know, it's, a thing. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, Dave mentioned it when he was speaking to you. Tony. So uh, yeah. uh, okay, right, okay. It, it is the that yeah. then. Okay, good. Yeah, that was a great plug. Comic smell. Yeah. You're, you're all you're all moving into a house together, and it's going to be like the monkeys TV series. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're actually bringing the uh, the smell aspect of that comic. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty hot box. <laughs> and that's the title of your autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> There's your lockdown comic title. There you go. <laughs> Sweaty um, Tony. Um, yeah, so Tribute Press rolls on. We are now world dominating. We're not. Um, we've got on Friday, what day is the day? Thursday. Tomorrow. Thursday. I don't know what you're putting this out, dude. But uh, on Wednesday, the... so it will have gone. Yeah, yeah. so on the 17th, we, are, we, we will have dropped Knockout and Tiger Style out, our new issue, written by Fraser Campbell, art by the mighty Adam Falp. Um, that's about that will be live now. So going back that on Kickstarter, it's good stuff. Um, there's a little extra comic going out if we hit a certain um, certain pledge level um, or you know money level. And we've um, I've written that. and That's going to be very funny. Um, watch out, Jeremy is coming. That's all I'm going to say. Jeremy, watch out for the word Jeremy. He's coming mm-hmm. soon. Um, we've got um, a couple of other plans. Um, Atomic Hercules Ghost Commando will be coming in a few months t- time as well. Um, 
And what else have we got going on? Yeah, go to tributepress.bigcartel.com to buy that. And Tony Osman's just dropped, obviously, which is great fun. And uh, the Cumber is a maniac and also a brilliant artist. Um, watch out for um, the Horizon Cafe by um, Emanuela Mileri. And that is out of um, Marcosia. I've edited that. It's out now. You can buy it. It's on Amazon and everything. And it's um, really different. It's a... Uh, it's a morality play. It's a it's a bad dream. It's an esoteric um, Kafka esque story. It's some um, really beautiful stuff, and I'm I'm really impressed with what she's done there. And uh, I, I edited her. She's um, Italian, but um, I assisted in the dialogue as well. And uh, really proud to be involved in it. It's really good stuff. Awesome comics podcast. Um, go and listen to that. Um, we've got. Um, we, well, by the time you listen to this, we have just had William Hazel on, um, another Scott. Um, who does really hey. fun vampire werewolf comics. See, I've met him at a couple of conventions. I met him at Glasgow and I met him at Edinburgh, and he's, he's a good lad. So I'm looking forward to that one. Also a big comics fan. Um, never on anything, but by the time you listen to this, we will be about to record. I'm gonna, this is a, a reveal. We're going to do Magecast. So it's going to be me, Cliff, and Sarah Harris, me, Cliff Cumber, Sarah Harris, talking about um, the first volume of Mage, and we're going to follow up with another two, oh. one, one a month. So I'm a big fan of that nice. book. That's very exciting. Um think that's it. oh yeah and the spark obviously um go and buy um making comics with springworth we've got another strip i've just done with andy hanks who sent me the final page or sent us the final page today didn't he uh, was it yesterday i think yeah. it was yesterday wasn't it, it looks marvelous it yeah yesterday yeah yeah loves yeah. and love andy's stuff and monster spotters club continues my bum is on fire is the new catchphrase <laughs> <laughs> we're very proud of very proud of ourselves me and uh me and Mr. Hunt, Vince Hunt. Um, Dan's in the recent with Iron Eagle as well, which looks fantastic. Fighter planes in space. Um, I think that's kind of it, I think. Yeah, I'll do cool. for a moment. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I'll just do a shout-out for Space Warp. Um, oh, of course, man. Well, of... forgot about Space Warp, what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah I, did some <laughs> of the promo- I did some of the promotion for that, and uh, that is outstanding, man. Have you, have you seen it yet, Stu? Have you seen uh, I've seen bits. I've not, I'm waiting for the whole thing. I've got to admit, I'm bit like with not watching a movie trailer kind of thing um drops on the 27th yeah i'm waiting for the whole thing to drop and then i'm going to go back and suggest everything afterwards kind of thing if that makes any fucking sense but yeah it's uh fucking great man i've seen the final the final book and there's uh gareth slightman in in ashcroft and some others have just done with along with pat of and cliffs cliffs is the free story if you go to the website spacewarp.com you can um sign up for cliff's comic for free and it is brilliant awesome. absolutely brilliant yeah awesome which well, is that gents um yeah i'll do all my shit separately people know where to find me if they're listening to this anyway um so yeah no thanks for doing that guys i really enjoyed it and um yeah like i say hopefully we put the positive in the negative as well so <laughs> yeah, yeah i think um, so yeah and we're all off to read some lockdown comics yeah definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> cheers gents cheers see you soon see ya Bye.